good evening, everybody, and welcome to Create or Die Trying with Sagaya. Yes, I'm, I'm laughing all over this place. In spite of my slight headache somewhere at the back of the brain there. It's been an interesting weekend. And I'm all here by myself. As you can see, there are no people here at all. Ah, eh? ah. Eh? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't know what they got here. I, I was just here starting the show. I did not know these two persons who are here all the way. This is how these comic people do. They will have special powers. They will not tell you. They will say, boom. They're right there. Eh? All right, guys. So welcome to Create or Die Trying with the guy. My name is a guy, of course, and then you're welcome to show again. Now, it was a wonderful, tiring weekend for me, and I'm sure for a couple of people too. And then for those who haven't gotten it, and for those who have gotten it particularly, the street presidents out there, thank you very much, guys, for ordering that shirt. Uh, already, I met one of my old friends from class uh, from secondary school, actually, the first person to get a shirt from us, and quite a lot of people are ordering that shirt. If you haven't gotten yours, what kind of street president are you? Eh? Seriously, what kind of street? Which street are you ruling? Call that number quickly and let's talk about something, all right? So, uh, thank you again for tuning in the show. I can see people already uh, joining us in there now. I have my two guests in here. They are old friends, friends in comics and creativity generally, and they will introduce them, uh, themselves shortly, but not now. Now, come on, it's my show. Come on. Right here, okay. So, um, first of all, and all that, for those who have been waiting for it, you saw an announcement out there, but Unicorn is coming. Yes, just when we thought we are over Lagos Comic Con euphoria, Unicorn is upon us. Yes, we now have a confirmed date and venue, and I can authoritatively say <laughs> that uh, Unicorn will be holding on November 17th, 2018, yeah, that this year at the dining hall of the Lagos Law School. That's on the island. I'm told there's quite a lot of things that we should be looking out for, things that are just going to make it easier. For those of you who are already complaining, oh, it's on the island, blah, blah, blah. I hear there's something they're planning for everybody in there. Just please watch out for more, more details about that. And a lot more unicorn stuff will be coming your way. So for the next couple of weeks, we might be doing a unicorn countdown on Create or Die Trying. You expect to see a lot more guests. We'll be having guests but throughout this year till December. We're probably going to be having guests on every episode of Create or Die Trying. And if you are just joining us for the first time, well, you can watch past episodes on my page or go to www.anchor.fm to see uh, to listen to podcasts of our past episodes. All right. Now, with that, let me not talk too much. Let my guests introduce themselves. Please, I'll start with. Okay. Oh, okay. Let's talk with Please. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, hi everyone, uh, my name is Sukomi Akimoye. I'm the um, creative director and co-partner of uh, Linebox Studios. Linebox Studios. Studios. I still explain what that means. Yeah, so bugs that draw. <laughs> okay, yeah. bugs that draw. Linebox yeah. Studios, okay. Uh, um, what else? What, 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 what do you do? Oh, you do? Well, that's good. Don't let me fool you. I'm a graphic designer. Uh, in my spare time, I probably, you know, do a little martial arts. You know, in his spare time, time he breaks yeah. bones. That's what he needs to say. I have not broken any bone in the last five minutes. <laughs> you know, I used to say I was in the last five minutes. Can you imagine this? <laughs> All right, okay, just to say, I mean, I used to think I did martial arts, and I was like, yes, yeah, martial arts, ooh, ooh. Then I, I realized that I was like, I wasn't even white belt, I was transparent belt. And then this guy has gone. I have no idea where. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yes, that's one of the things we are trained in. Never tell people exactly what you know. Never speak about fight. You kill, but you cannot tell anybody you kill. All right. <laughs> All right. So um, uh, I've been introduced as Komi Akiboye, CEO, creative director of Line Box Studios. One of the like uh, we probably get to see a lot more of what they do in the comic end of thing. Line Box Studios into comic book production. And before then, Sukomi has been doing quite a lot of stuff that I'm sure you out there have encountered. And you, I'm sure you saw his recent post on Malika. On his page on Facebook recently, right? Yes, one of the persons that worked on that particular project. So, my next guests, please. Woo! Hello, everyone. I'm Ifan Yokolo, the founder of Comic Square. Comic Square. Yes. All right. What yeah. do you guys do? YouTube promotion of everything comics in Africa. Wow. Okay. Just went all over the place. Like everything, everything comics, comics in Africa, not just Nigeria, small like that. Yes. So, Ifan Yokolo um, is. Um, 
uh, the CEO, I think, yes. of Comic Square, and they are into promotion of everything comic books in Africa. Now, I brought these two people here to discuss something rather uh, a bit, a bit of a border, not just for us as comic book producers around like that. I mean, with, with the kind of things we are seeing in our industry now, uh, a lot of comic conventions are coming up now beyond the Lagos Comic Con, which have had for quite a while, and a lot of other events are even showing up. I mean. For the rest of the year, we have three comic book events slated already. Yeah. The Unicorn is coming, Comic Connect is coming, and Ibadan Comic Con yeah, is coming. Yeah. And I know there's quite a lot that's being cooked up besides all this one. So now some things have um, uh, bugged people's minds. Uh, I mean, particularly me, when I uh, meet up with uh, investors or potential uh, business partners and things, questions come about uh, the usefulness of comic books, and then where exactly did this all come from? What's, yeah. what the, who had the data? Who had the data about comic books in Nigeria? What exactly is it all about? And that is why I must tell you that I have been particularly interested in Mr. Ifani Okolo's uh, Comic Square uh, business, and uh, we're entering into some kind of partnership with his business to get some things done because we know it is high time we get some accurate data about about the Nigerian comic book industry. It's just out there. We just we guess, we estimate. In fact, we even cook up numbers. Yes, we, we have 10,000 guests. We have 50,000 downloads. We have calm down, yeah. people. Yeah. All right? We need the facts. I mean, like, we need the let's get this. Because not, yes. not just really for um, a bit of bragging rights when you look at it. It's just uh, oftentimes we, we have investors come in to ask questions, and investors deal only in kilos. Yes. So they ask you, okay, what's the reach? What's the fan base? What's the age, age, age range? I know the numbers that add up. You know, and some of us can't even read our social media figures correctly. Yeah. What does likes mean to reach? Yes. Yeah. What about reach and then impact? What about impressions? Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't, and we don't have that all that collected into one place. So for the for the edition of Critical Trying today, we'll be looking at two things. And if you get uh, right in that particular uh, advert, uh, we, we wrote comic dot history, not comic history, comics. The history is comics, the history of comics, then history. How can comics play a role in the telling of history? All right, I, that's one. So let's look at the photos we'll be looking at on the show today that my two guests are out here to help me. But if I would do let's talk after this. It's going to be their show. All right? Uh, yeah, it's going to be their show. Uh, first, um, we'll be looking at um, uh, history, Nigerian history in particular, and how comic books can be used as an educational tool to teach history. I can tell you that uh, we're enough for certain books that we buy in bus stops or in traffic. Uh, a, lo a lot of our children will not get to know about Nigerian history. How many of us even remember exactly what happened between 1914 to 1960? With what happened between 1960 to right now, exactly how we're telling Nigerian history in a way that the children can actually be a part of that. You know, I know a lot of books have been written about Nigeria that people will not read until they are 45. All right, I know books that were written 10 years or 20 years ago that I'm just reading now, you know, because they were not in the position that I could access them because of my own area of interest, you know. Yeah. So how do we use comic books to teach that? We'll give examples of that. Then number two, we'll look at the history of comic books in Nigeria itself. All right, how did it all start? What can we even consider a comic book? I know a lot of people will shout about this is not a comic book, it's not that, and then you get to have your seats today. Let's know exactly which comic books what your influences are the ones you remember from way back when maybe can even help us chart a better history of Nigerian comics today. I mean, yes. I thought we hear other people's own thoughts, you know. So we'll do that. So we're talking about Nigerian history and comic books and comic history in Nigeria. Then we'll be talking about the Unicorn, that's the United Convention coming up in November, and how these two persons are preparing for that. And they will talk about their companies and studios, exactly what they're doing right now, what you should expect and look out for from the two studios. We have uh, some guests already tuning in that Mr. Kent Alayemi, Roger A. Wilbanks, uh, Dr. Taylor Shogun, Shogun, and Linda Chidema Kenneth, as well as uh, Aduroja Donatello. Okay, that's a very long setup. Aduroja Donatello, Alawale Sean. And Abolaji Alawasa is tuning in. Abolaji, thank you, Mijay. Thank that. And then, uh, Solonel, Olamilekon, then Sensei Blacksmith, Baba. Thanks for tuning in, guys. All right, so let's start it out straight out in terms of um, history, Nigerian history in particular, and how comics 
can or has been helping tell those stories right in such a way, in the way at least that um, uh, children can get. Now, I want to just outline something. One of the things that brought that topic up is the fact that um, people often ask the question of what exactly is the use of comic books to an environment or a society like ours? You know, exactly how can we use it? So one of the things I realized a while back was that comic books' major role in Nigeria might actually be education. Now, what, what do you guys think in terms of comic, Nigerian history and comic books and how they have depicted that so far? Um, okay, well, for um, history, generally, um, if you if you are not a student of history, if you don't love reading about history already, yeah, you would say history is boring to read about. Yeah, yeah, reading about other you activities, yeah, you know, what they have done. You have to be like a certain age where you can just sit down and say, I want to read the history of Rome. Not the abbreviated version, I mean, you want to read the history <laughs> the, of the Rome. The full history of Rome. You will probably you will fall asleep. <laughs> you know, so but if you now want um, the younger generation to have interest in this thing, because consider like you have to know your history to know where you're coming from, to so you know where you're going, going to yeah. avoid mistakes of, of the, the past. past. But you don't want um, to change, correct those mistakes when they are they are thirty, they are, they are forty. You want them to be aware of those things from when they are when they are younger young age. So to to engage them better, comic books go a long way, and. Um, there's one comic company I know of that has been so trying doing that. Okay. to do that, that's Panoramic. Panoramic Entertainment, Panoramic I think, yeah. Entertainment, yeah. They had this Okyojo Chronicles. Um, Okyojo Chronicles seems to be the only one I know about them. They have others, right? Well, they have other comic books, but Okyojo Chronicles is especially for history. Oh. So they just deal with historical, uh, historical figures. They've um, done uh, Queen Amina, All right. they've done Ududua, um, they've done The Origin of the Eagles. Um, some are not published, but they've done maybe Slessor. Oh, um, okay. Jaja Okobo. Uh, you know, but you know, these are things that, I mean, considering there was a time when they actually removed history from the curriculum. But I mean, I heard that they, they've said they should bring it back. They've said year. they should bring it back, but yeah, I don't think it's like six my, months. My, ago. my kids are not talking history. I like six months. They're not talking history. But they removed this in 2007. So you can imagine the amount of damage. That's over 10 years. Yeah, so they, they zero. I mean, it's, Right now, I mean, Shango is probably the most popular historical that we know. I can bet you that some something that Shango is a middle character. True. And you don't realize that it's actually a historical. Something that actually, actually existed in, in Nigerian history. Yeah. So, comic books has a very big part to play in our history. Oh, now, now besides, besides that, I mean, the one thing you just brought up right now, it actually says a lot in terms of comic book companies that are doing things already. Now, when people think about history, and using comics, the usual thought is, okay, we're going to take this story, you know, twist up a little bit, use the character into a spiral, mm -hmm. turn into something, and do that. Is that what we're really referring to when we talk about comic book being used to tell history? No, no, I mean, tell, tell it like it is. It is. Don't, don't make it a superhero, just do it, you can, you can do it, like, that's what Curious Series is about. It's a basic account of, of yeah, recorded history. history. But they, they approach it from the point, you know, make it look like it's an engaging, um, I mean, remember this uh, Tales by Moonlight? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. The old man is always telling, telling the story to some kids, and he uses to solve something for them. They're yeah. arguing about twins. And then say, let me tell you about the Slessor. So basically, it's history told as a story. Yes. All right, so, so that, and, and that's one, one of the things I think comic books can ask to offer in terms of uh, telling history. You can actually tell history in a compelling and um, fun way. Fun way, yeah. So that the, the, the children can actually pick out the thing. Engage with it. Okay. You know, they will be able to engage with it. They will be able to consistently read the comics. Because they enjoy reading it. And that way they remember a lot of what they are reading a lot more. So when they encounter that humongous text, actually I'm not a fan of history. Okay. Because just like you said. Uh, once you see that history, once you see the volume, the volume I know it's just part one. Then, I, 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 understand. Like, <laughs> like most the, the there was a time I was doing a research okay. of how comics can be integrated in education. Okay, come up with something that called comics in education. Um, <coughs> if we can, if we can be able to use comics, okay, to tell the story of histories in Nigeria. Definitely, we can be not only. To share our history, people will buy reading culture. Aha! 
That's the other part I was going to mention. Yes. You know, um, they, they, there's quite a lot of things about what people say in terms of Africans don't read yes. or the blacks don't read. Yeah. Now, there was something I discovered a while back that it's not that Africans don't read. The question is, what do they read? You understand? So it's not as if people don't read generally. What do they read? Where do they read it? How do they read it? So people still read. I mean, for, for, for a variety of years, we said people don't read, and then the cable super was all over the place. And people read and locked everything that in there. Yes. You understand? So a lot of things exist and that people read. But it's just what do they read? That's the question. So perhaps we are giving people what they don't want to read or what they should read in a format they don't want don't to read want it to in. It. So and I and I think comic book are something that might be able to bridge that gap because of its audiovisual nature. Mm-hmm. You, you can actually see the text, read the text, and see the visual. So it, it, it's one of the things that maybe movies alone might possess. And then the advantage of comic books is that while a movie you need electricity or some level of other devices to still be able to acquire the, the data, a comic book is just a flip. Just open that page and the data is entirely accessible. Start reading and then... So, so we, we can actually see that without kind of hesitation, looking at things, I think for a while, um, what's the name? Uh, Literamate, Lantern Books, Lantern yeah, Comics, yeah. Lantern Comics, a series of uh, comics with that in mind. And then there's, one can't forget what Ibrahim Moshoko did with Farafina, yes. June 12th. June 12th. That well, book that package was just completely awesome. The thing, the history of that particular period in Nigeria's uh, social, cultural uh, situations, you know? So a lot of things happened then. And if you, if you read that book, you might as well know everything that happened there. If you have any question about June 12th, Good that political history yes. from that Abdullah, everything that happened within that period. That book just collects mm-hmm. everything in there and says it out. And it's easy to assess. Someone yes. a lot of people can read. So you, you see the importance of comic books on the educational platform. That's where I have some comments in here for I expect a lot of that. Sensei Blacksmith said, My guy is there. Mm, sensei, I greet you now. Emmanuel Joseph joined us, Moses, and then Churchill Chuk says, Do. All right. Seven and four, I join. Sorry, Baba. Thanks for tuning in. Yes. Emmanuel Shei and Tulukwe are more backing boy. He says thumbs up. Uh, Tulukwe says this is awesome. Thanks very much, Tulu. And Sawada said, "Ahem, that is what we intend to do with Trinity." Red October talk is true with a bit of Michael B level uh, pyrotechnics and Agatha Christie level entry. That's exactly the point. See, there, 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 there's, there's, there's two or three ways in which you can tell history in the comic book uh, platform. On one end, you can take an aspect of history and infuse it with a little bit of fantasy and get that character out. Yes. Then the other hand, you can tell the history as it is bland. Yes. And then there are other ways where you can infuse actual history into something fictitious. Yes. And then so we have the historical background of what's now presently happening, which is not really happening. But it has its basis in something that actually happened. So, no, so, so you have those, those many views and ways that it can be. But the one I can bet that a, a lot of governments, maybe the German Ministry of Education, will probably get behind is the one that tells history plain and yes. simple. And then, in more ways than one, guys, for publishers out there, you'll be surprised how much of um, value can be gotten as a publisher that publishes those kind of comic books. You understand? Because it's something that will not be treated as an entertainment uh, um, piece or uh, entertainment material, it can actually be used. As an educational literature. Yes. I mean, what can we do to have one of our comic book titles or services, all right, put in the educational curriculum? That would be awesome. I mean, would it not be awesome if every year you are required to buy four episodes yeah. of this title, this title, this title? Because these titles, you will need to read them to pass your history class. Yes, having its own lesson plans, workbooks, and things. So, so there's actually that particular window for the comic book in Nigeria to actually fit in. Our history, one thing, it's a bit of a bother for me. I had to buy a lot of Austrian, seriously. And funny thing, when you have sons like mine who are like, um, I like what you now. Children are normally like a sponge for information. Yeah, I know. Yours, yours, are, yours are something else. <laughs> <laughs> These guys, the only thing they haven't taken apart is the TV, and I'm beginning to suspect them now. Because <laughs> that TV goes off without anything touching it. I'm thinking they have opened it and closed it back. <laughs> you know, so like, they really want to find out everything. Yeah, and then my, my eldest son quotes things from the 1400s. He knows the history of America. 
Yes. Yeah, he's able to tell me America only got its independence also here, and this was not that. I'm like, eh? I, I didn't even know that, kid. What's up with you? Let's <laughs> so like, no, imagine we now have those kind of things able to put them in comic books. Now, my children, for instance, did not get to know about much about Junto yeah. in Nigerian history yeah. until they saw my character. They asked me questions. Why Junto? Why that name? Why that name? And I had to now explain to them what happened. So now when I got them another book about Nigerian political whatever, and they saw Abiola and June 12, I'm looking at, oh, so that's why, and that's this. So like somewhere along the line, they're able to link that. And that puts them in touch with some major things that happened in the history of the country they live in. So I, I, I know, I don't know there's another comic book publisher out there that's doing something. You tend to do a lot more things in military end of things to come in. I mean, seriously. I am. I'm always a fan of the like guns. I probably wouldn't jump just like guns. Well, there's a friend of ours out there. I hope he's tuning in today. Solomon Guns and Swords or Safili. If you are, you have been mentioned. All right. Tanda uh, says, I believe comic can be used to tell history, allowing children to easily absorb science fiction. Absorb SF now our history. I'm not sure. I fully understand that, but I get that first part about um, it's something that can be used to tell history, allowing children to get into that. And it can be told, told in a fantastic way as it is. Let me, let me show you guys something. Going, going back. See? Yes. This comic book, if you remember this comic book. This started it for me. This one. <laughs> this one. Remember this. This was one of the earliest Captain Nigeria actually published comic books that I saw here. Yeah. And it was here that I, I got a hint of Nigeria's history. Not, I, I want to hear about the Biafra War for the first time. Okay. But I was hearing the mention of the ingenuity of the eastern side yeah. during the war. Like, there were a lot of people put together, some things were invented, were created. Then I got reading on, on Biafra based on this particular site. So if you know this comic book out there, you are old. All right? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, this was out yeah, in 1992 or 1993. This is like yes. 20 years old stuff. Yeah. All right, guys, this is this, way this, back. This book was the Holy Grail. And then even for those people document things like this, Captain Ekumo. Delhi comics from Ibadan, I think. These people make put the, the Ekumog uh, war in there. So we have all this comments. I can say that Ali say Ali Aziz says, Ali Baba, thanks for tuning in. Uh, that's one of the earliest, in fact, like the oldest uh, emperor out there. Eh? Ali, how are you doing? So it says, you know schools don't teach history anymore. Yes. Yes, yes they don't. I, I, don't know, I, don't know, I don't know who thought the box for. I don't know what approved did to remove history from the curriculum. I don't get the sense. Could it be the feeling that perhaps history might be misrepresented by the schools if they are presented? Because you know how they say history were when told by the victor. History is I have a biased opinion. I think they just want to hide all their shenanigans. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so let's, <laughs> let's, you know, a lot of things happen. Yeah, you know, a lot of things happened and they succeeded in burying a lot of it. Now, when they are digging, they won't get everything. They will get some, but they won't get everything. As opposed to if it's out there steadily and they know all the stuff that they That did. is out there. I mean, thank God that June Geography novel is out. Mean, how many people know, know the what full happened? intrigue of what was going on know. behind the scene back then? <laughs> so, and a lot of things are, are go out in there. And I also realize that uh, oftentimes, because some, some history, some historical events might be perceived differently depending on who you ask. Yes. So it often becomes an issue of which history is the correct history to tell. So I, I know that is also a factor, but then again, we do live in an era of freedom of speech, so where you can actually tell your own story. So let somebody give us an alternate version of the story. And, and just like, um, there's something that I found out about um, people that tell stories, generally. Everybody will tell the story from their own perspective. And the way you tell it will be different from mine. But guess what? When you live deeper, there will always be places where they overlap. To those places where they overlap, that's the truth. <laughs> every other thing is just the person. So I think it's best to just let the children have everything. Give them all the information. No information. Let no them piece out the truth from those about Seriously. About There's no point in I, keeping some things. I don't I never knew that history was the most it, it's it's a bit I, of I, I just, Ah, uh, it's a bit of a silly thing. Uh, so comics can be let me say as you say it's further. Comic can be used 
are the most perfect, simple, and straightforward approach to teach history. My brother, you said it right. Straightforward, simple, just tells the most basic and important aspect of it, and that goes. There's somebody that wants to publish a graphic novel with all the details that can go on. Yeah. All right, Adiroja says, yes, so, but I think we should be able to get all the stories right, because I feel the stories are gone. Yeah, that's, that's the bad, bad part. That's bad part. A lot of stories are bad. They're just disappearing. Details. Like, for instance, the June 12, I was um, privileged enough to be on the team with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so that's the, why Pandora the, the amount of research that he went to, he had to get special permission to access Tell archives. Tell so magazine, magazine archives. archives. Okay. So you give him all the journalists, what they are written, everything. A lot of these things. How many people have access to them? True, exactly. If he hadn't gone through to get that other information, and chances are the thing will be in Dell and Tell Magazine's vault and probably die and rot there. And that's because we're gone. So now we have it documented on another platform, might even be digitized and then get a different treatment later on. So is even an opportunity for comic publishers to enter such it looks like a very viable area of publishing that comic publishers can get into. Telling our history. Telling our history. Writers out there, might be the time for us to take up the mantle and say, look, let's tell Nigerian history. Let's find out more. I, for once, I am, I am fascinated by several parts of the country, and I'm unable to get the history fully. You know, how much of the North do we know? You understand? How much of the North do we know? So, and then I hear about Amadioha, but I can't seem, I can't seem to, um, again, I think somebody said you need to raise your voice. You're not, you're not. <laughs> I know you're not like this, so you can shout to <laughs> All right, so it's like, now the, the, the thing is, um, uh, I think I lost my train of thought in there. What was I saying? Amadio. Now, how much of history or documentation is out there about Amadio? About the Benin, I know I, I worked on several projects or was part of a project about the Benin Empire and some of the historical, uh, things that happened in the Benin Empire, and I love that. I'm fascinated by it. And a lot of people don't even know some things. There's one historical fact. Okay, they, 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 they did something in 1897 based on that. The Benin expedition, I I need to find out more. What about the evil end of things? I mean, how much of the culture do we know? How much of the history do we know? Okay, that panoramic did something on evil culture. Let's know, let's do a lot more of this thing. Seriously, I'd like to see a lot more. They've done the North, they've done the East, they've done uh, Benin, yeah. and then they've done Yoruba stuff and all that. Beautiful, this, that's more of what we need. There are a lot of people out there don't even know that the word Yoruba did not originate from the Yoruba speaking people themselves. It's Hausa. Hausa. The word Yoruba is the first settlement place for the Yoruba people before coming down to Ilebe. Ooh. They settled in a province called Yarba province back then. Yarba. Because the word itself has no meaning in Yoruba language. Oh. Check it out. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Too many people know it. We Shongo, Shongo, but there's no Yoruba person called Shongo. The word Shongo has no Yoruba meaning at all, whatsoever. Because it's not a Yoruba word. It's no way. Particularly Fulani. You know, I mean, like, do you know how much of those kind of things can totally blow minds when we do the research and find out more about it and then translate those things into comic books? That can change a lot of things. So let's read up people's uh, right up in there. So Lapa says, um, it can also be used to bring awareness. Comic gives the ability to move between reality, mix it with what could have happened, may happen, will happen, and push, force people to react and reason without really stepping on toes. After all, it's a comic, they will say. You know, in, in some ways, that has, that is one of the aspects in which comics can be used to tell history. Infuse history with a little bit of fantasy. Just, just mix it up in there. Because it's easy to read. Yeah, it's to remember. Because when something is fun, you actually remember it a lot more. They remember it more. There's a book out there that I would do anything to actually turn into a comic book. We have talked about it before. Erosa Imas went to St. Patrick. It actually created an alternate Nigeria. What if Muritala Mohammed had survived the assassination attempt? That's exactly that's what the story is predicated upon. Just went exactly yes, just went just went left. <laughs> like what if he survived? What would have happened? 
after that, what would happen now? What if the Portuguese got it? Instead of the British, right? Yeah. What if they did? What if the Japanese actually got the here way before everything? No, no, Or the French, rather. See, I actually don't even think <laughs> the English got here first. Benin culture has evidence or essence of Japanese attire. Really? Yeah. Asia. Benin warriors dressed like samurais. Actually, I think I think the Portuguese were here first, but they didn't establish themselves. They just were kappas. The they came yeah. to buy our kappas. They just buy. The British don't want kappas. When they no. see gold, they go sit down there. They go sit down there. You know, so it can't be used in that way as well. So someone that says, "Ah, oh, yes, Baba Jide bricks and they be pay. See your Captain Nigeria project, Baba Jide bricks. Ah, isn't that the one I even want on uh, Trinity? Is the one. Baba Jide, you totally changed people's lives. Though. I'm telling you, back in 1993, that was one of the things that showed us and that shows them that yes, we can actually do this. That this was possible. We have been drawing from 1990. Then 1993, we saw this on the battle. Like, oh my god, yeah. Epic comics, Captain Nigeria, Justice, yeah, yeah, Champion, Green Eagle. Green Eagle. Like, no, Justice. you know, kind of thing out there. <laughs> and then Ali Wazi says, I'm fine, thank you. Good to see you guys. Good to see you too, bro. And then Adoraja says, because it wouldn't be good if we are drawing comics and it's based on fiction, even though we are trying to portray history. Yes, we should look at getting our history right. Ademola, uh, okay, more than enough, Abidjan, he says, I support the comics position. History was taken out to also stop embarrassing them. The guys in the history books are still in power today. Go figure. Yes. I guess that's also a fact. Excuse me. All right. Now, Tolokwe says, Comic writers can actually help rewrite history and reorient the coming generation, especially now in Nigeria. Everything else has failed. You guys may very well be the last frontier. I will not to put too much pressure on you guys. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. No pressure. But like you said. <laughs> so it may well depend on us to actually say something. I will tell you one of the reasons why I am particular about doing illustrations for children's books and educational books is I know the impact that these books had on me when I was growing up. I don't want my kids growing up reading books where the illustration does not match up to something that they can actually copy enough to grow into other things and they are out there. So to be able to produce top quality things. And this is not about us ultimately. We might say, okay, I'm old enough, I can just go and borrow a book, uh, go and borrow something and read about it. But by the time our kids become 25, they have no idea what yeah. happened before 1960? No, they, okay. they don't even know the origin of our national anthem or who designed our flag, who wrote the anthem. Everything just dies. This might be on us, guys. And then if you think, oh, it's not, it's going to be charity work. I mean, ah. my brothers, it is not charity not work. Indeed. You need to think deeper indeed. about how that can be. All right, guys. So now, uh, from from your perspective, uh, Oga, you fine. Now, how can writers and comic publishers really get into this telling history using comic books thing? Yeah. My own viewpoint, I think uh, one of the ways you can comic writers come up with is that uh, you know, they need to come up with a comic. All right. In business schools, um, it possible creates a lesson plan. Around around the book itself, well, yes. so it just doesn't go about entertainment. We're able to put some actual work, okay, some educational work yes, into it as well. Yes. Okay, there's something mentioned in, in between that visiting school. Yes. Perhaps I think a lot of our publishers don't get into school. Yeah, they don't. Since what? So well, since the history has been moved from school, yeah, it is now the work of the private individual yes. publishers out there. going there to not present such uh, comics to the schools. Because this government have been used in history, they can't go through the government. But okay. they, 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 they are trying to bring it back the now. The minister said they should restate it. It's not like they are planning to they should. Okay. They should. There's, there's, a, there's yeah. a Mount Wali, Abuba. It's, it's now for it to reflect. Yeah. As okay. with all governments in Nigeria, it might take another four years before this has happened. So, so before then, but, 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 the yeah. publishers have to do the work. I mean, that leaves a very wide window. Because I think it's, 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 it's an opportunity for, for comic book publishers because um, sometimes what they need is a new direction. Okay. And you might, you might say that, okay, for them to implement it will take time. But then if you give them a direction that makes a lot of sense beyond yeah. what they've been using before, yeah. 
They may just lean on you for everything that you publish. I'm like, okay, you know what? We love this idea. Why don't you create a series of books for I mean, this? I like what you said with the lesson plans. Yes. And it's like a fun lesson no, plan. Yes. Some will include you drawing. Some will include you even reading other things, other things to get in there. All. So if you can come up with that, something like that, like it's a comic book, and then at the end of it, it's a lesson plan. Um, questions, assignments, and I have everything in assignments, and also it's both entertainment, it's creative, it's educative. Yeah, we can have the Nigeria, the Nigeria it's History it's Convention history every year. Nigeria History Convention, what did you say that? A new history textbook series. A new history textbook yeah, series. Yeah, just compile everything into one big book. And if you say we want children to actually still get into the literary end of things, how about this for an idea, guys? A 50, 100 page series book. Where half of it is written and the other half is in comic pages. Huh? Think about that. That might actually get something done. All right, so we're talking that as Nigerian history and how comic books can help to tell that story. Well, some studios are already doing that and they're doing quite a smacking job of it. Perhaps we need to see a lot more studios actually getting involved in that. Because, like it or not, guys, our role might be to get people educated. Now, speaking of education, this comic medium. Yes, we know we didn't invent it in Nigeria. Even though a lot of history uh, statements will take it back to Egypt as comic originating from Africa. But that's not what we're going to right now. Let's talk about the history of comic books in Nigeria. Where did it start from? Uh, with you, where did, what was your first, uh, earliest memory of comic encounter? And which comic books do you remember from way back when? I think I remember the Captain Africa in Gaga. Captain Africa, everybody mentioned that one. That was the one that got me into Nigerian comics. Okay. Then, yes, I mean, oh, how long ago was that? That was uh, 20, 20 years ago. Wow. The the 90s or 80s? They've been in the 90s. The 90s. Oh. 90s, 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 90s. All right. 20 years ago. That was got me into comics in Nigerian comics. Is it like 90s? Yeah. 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 All right. Then, so, then we have like the magazine version of it, the KB Super. Super. Yeah, the super. Version. I mean, I think that's that's essentially the way comic books comic entered yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And one that oh, we will not let our children watch today. We we'll no, 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 no. gotta go show them that. Hey, guess what? We have this in Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> then, and now we can't. Of course, we can't. Down there, the sexy guy, Lolly. Okay, Naxin. Naxin. I'm sure quite a lot of people out there. You just don't tell your parents. It was terrible. We know that when you have it, you always read like this in school. And then after school, you folded it into a bag somewhere and nobody could see it. Now, so so you had the, your earliest were more like um, which one? Uh, Captain Africa and the I never had people. access to this. The full yeah. Yeah. kind of comment. Uh, Captain Nigeria. Okay. Captain comment. I never seen. It's just this the first time I've seen. Wow. I'm okay. I'm happy with you. I have to be honest. This is my first time I've seen. Say those kind of things. I never but had access to foreign comics. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and that must have been in the 90s because yes. way in the 80s, quite a lot of people didn't get um, comic books access like that. And then comic book in Nigeria. Started with quite a, a few of uh, things like that, but I want to know what, what was your earliest experience of comic books? Which um, ones? Comic books or Nigerian comic Nigerian books? Comic Nigerian books. comic books. Okay, um, I think it started with music called Gal. Gal. I, I think that's part of where your own music thing came from. Yeah, Gal, you know, um, uh, mainly music called strips, and then for me, the day I saw uh, Champion as yeah. Um, Epic Skybound comics. Yeah, Skybound comics. Yeah. I saw I saw Champion, I saw Green Eagle. The Man, best thing I did was I got this big um uh, oh, this big exercise book. That was champion. And yeah. <laughs> and I drew the entire thing, every page, word for word, from cover to cover. Wow. I drew it everything. And when I was done, it was like I had emptied myself into it. I couldn't I could not repeat it again. <laughs> But for me, that was that, that was, was like one of the earliest experiences. Well, I think everybody has an experience with um, the large size comic book. Then we had newspaper yeah, size, yeah, like yeah. Uh, from fun times, which I had the Pat Johnson and the other to Lolly with Naxin and his friends, and then the KB Super was one of the earliest ones in the 80s, I think. Yeah. And then before the before that, we had some things come up in the 70s. Hold on, let me read some of these um, comments out there. Liu Aziz says. Uh, okay, beside, beside, beside the lab from chair, Rahul Niyi says cheers and then says kudos to coming. Ali says, if the children don't know it, 
it won't be easy for someone else to tell a lie about our history. It will be easy for someone to tell a lie about our history. Or so they can come and tell us that Shango is white or Batalai That's possible. If we don't yeah. sell it now, no, that will just disappear. Yeah. All right? And then we have Aduro to say, Aduroja says, I was trying to gather heroes to create a comic book of Nigerian gods, but can't get much stories except Yoruba gods. That's another That's issue. Right. Yeah. We need to get it's all the stories no together. There's no reason that right. depicts it. The actual one. Chinajilo, thanks for tuning in. And Joshua Kasali, Josh. Thanks for tuning in, Judge. Now, Bright O'Brien says, Hollywood has, in the past two decades or more, been reacting the same stories, characters. Uh, Africa has an ocean of untouched history that would capture the world, the world's interest, and it's up to us to show ourselves to the world. It fascinates me to see you guys, um, Sunke in particular, do this in your comics. Keep it up. Okay? And Bright continues, says, we will link up and do something on some heroes and gods I know about. So, Watch out for that. Uh, Ufoma Grace says, thumbs up. Thank you very much, Ufoma. And then Peter Jizoba Daniel. Fide. Fide. Thank you again. And Ayodele Legba joined. Hey, hey. Aya Baba, thanks for tuning in. Dami, show less. Dami, thanks, man. Uh, thanks, man. Dami, that's uh, sweet now. Dami, thanks for tuning in. And then Adele Yolisha joining as well. Thanks for tuning in. Adam said, we manners. It's Adams. Oh, we Adam. can see your name, Adam. It's right there. <laughs> so Ali Aziz says, Believe you me, the children will just read the comic part of the textbook. Yes, we know. For sure. For sure. For sure. Now imagine if they have to do a workbook around the text part around and the comic book yeah, part. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> they would not be able to escape it. Uh, yes, Captain Africa was one. And then Adoroja says, my first comic was Cape Super. My dad had copies of it. Daddy. It's all right. It made your, your childhood awesome, by the way. Just that, OK? About Jasko and Co. I did like but says great one guys. One of the things I tried to do with Comic Panel.org was to archive history in the most entertaining way possible. Education is good, but seriously, our kids spend 70% of their early years, uh, um, spent uh, their early years, so we must find more creative ways of getting to them into getting them into history. And so I know a number of publishers already teaching history via comic books. Yes, we're talking about that just now. I was talking about, wait, you drew most of World War II comics too, yes. <laughs> You drew what what two comic books? Yeah, 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 this thing here, we can look back at Nigerian comic history, even back to the 70s. There was a a, um, a photo comic uh, thing that happened in the 70s. We had photo comic books. Photo comics back I, in the I 70s. Oh, uh, wait. Yes. They were actually photographs, but. Like, photographs with now word balloons. Photographs with word balloons. Yes, I actually remember. Exactly. Uh, one of them became a TV show later on, uh, Fake Album. Mm -hmm. So the guy that did the fake book series had his own photo comic books then, and they had other photo comic books way before the 80s came on board. And then we can't forget Princessa Comics, even though they were not publishing Nigerian comics. Princessa Comic was one of the first and easiest way most of us got access to X-Men comic yeah. books in yeah. black and white black back in the early 80s. I know a lot of people whose history is attached to that and all that. So Princessa Comics had a lot of that. Then we started having Captain Africa comic books. I, I know that my first experience with Captain Africa, Africa was in the uh, 1970, whatever I mean, the 80s. Yeah, it's been in the 80s. And then by, it was created in 19, Captain Africa was 1970. So it was started in 1970 by Andy Achman, the great Andy Achman. And I had the thought that uh, his comic book company then called Camel Comics, the first, I think, comic book named company in Nigeria. I don't know if anybody has anything to tell me. But Kamel Comics had the office in Oshodi back then, and I was schooling in Abani Kuro. And then by 1990, uh, uh, and by 1989, when I entered secondary school, um, I still hadn't started. So by 1990, we let's go and meet Andy Ahmad now, our hero. He's going to actually help us get our comic book out there. I must tell you that seeing him draw just made me feel I didn't know how to draw. I saw the table, <laughs> I saw the paper I was using. I, mean, I was drawing an exercise book, I think, no one. Okay, calm down. Your year is still coming. <laughs> it's not yet. And the Ackman was one of the uh, greatest inspirations, and Captain Africa was a big influence uh, regarding comic books for a lot of yeah. comic um, uh, artists and writers out there. 
and then up until the uh, mid 90s, 1993, and this guy showed he up. Showed up. I, and I and think everything. it just, I, I think um, <laughs> Delhi Comics, I don't, let me see, the year is in there somewhere. Delhi Comics was printed in uh, 1997. Right. This was 1997. All right, this is even for exactly four years before this guy actually came on. So I, I have copies of this, and then we had all of that. Then there were some unknown comic <coughs> titles besides Nazi, which I think by 1990s, um, Dauda, Lolly was not exactly in the market then. By, and then Cable Super transitioned from um, uh, comics to TV. Yes. Like on the TV, and then they come more, of course, got moved from photo comics to straight out TV show and all that. So they had moved on. In fact, I can say boldly that we probably had the earliest set of transition from comic to TV oh, series. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, we had it now. <laughs> we had those things back then. So, and then that went on until much later on, 1993, 94. I think 1994, 95. I just wanted to publish his first comic book. Even though we had like about ten guys in my secondary school, and were Captain Nigeria. Did you have it? I mean, you didn't draw much of no, comics. They are more like comic book yeah, fan per se, against comic book artist, somebody who's trying to chart the comic book industry itself. And then I didn't, I didn't have a Captain Nigeria. What kind of comic artist? There was only there was only Captain Nigeria. I was I was reading dictionaries and searching for names. Why is it that one person in my school had ten Captain Nigeria? <laughs> only him. <laughs> Different costumes. They had ten Captain Nigeria. I drink my Captain Nigeria as a mixture of Superman, Captain America, and Rambo. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. The what head, banded. Yeah, it was in the band with big Rambo glasses. <laughs> <laughs> they had yeah, big I Rambo had glasses. I had a cape. And I had Captain America boots. That's one thing. If you didn't have the name, you must have the cape. The cape must be there. You have the cape. You have the cape. It was in Seriously. And then all Spyros must have their logo on their chest. Yes. Captain and US. CN was boldly written on his chest. CN. That's what we did back then. So we moved down, and, and then for a lot of people, I think, yeah, this little baby came up in 1999. That's a long way from these guys, you know. That's about, wow, that's about seven good years old. 1999, this was published, first copy. But one thing I can say it was cheaper than that other that one. This was 29, and that was 39. Uh, <laughs> marketing. But this, I guess came out in 1999, and then a lot of other comic books were there. There was even two other comics that I met the publishers when I got into university. Um, Retaliators. If you publish Retaliators somewhere, please, I need to know you guys again. I remember meeting you back in Yamba Tech in those days. And then SOS, SOS Force as well was another comic book title. I didn't know yeah, they published only one edition each. Oh. And that, that was it. It was like one edition. They were the first one that published their comic books with digital painted cover. Really? The cover was digitally painted. I'm, I'm sure it was painted in Microsoft Paint. Uh, but, but the idea was, oh, it was digitally yeah. painted. Those are the first digital painted comic book I saw back in the 90s and all that. So that came up. And then we know since that time quite a lot of other comics. I mean, we've been trying to see them. There's one guy that I totally, totally enjoyed. Ben Bella. Back in the days, Ben Bella and Lulu was just the best detective story comic Ever, I'm mean, like seriously. I bought the one where Bebela was trying to solve the mystery of somebody who turned into a werewolf. Wow. Yeah, someone turned into a werewolf. Yeah, werewolves. Yeah, they had werewolves. When Bebela was sent to a place and then um, he discovered that the man want, wanted him to do to do an espionage job, Bebela said no. The guy said I was afraid you were going to see that, and he pressed the button on his chair. Bebela fell through a trap door. Wow, I was trap in the, door. I mean, I was all over the place. This was, oh, one of, this was one of the hottest ones. This one influenced me. This was one of the earliest comic books I actually was able to buy and read. Bella and the Blue was double the size and was like yeah, a whole super size like back then. But it was was awesome. And then we know the industry is filled up with a lot of stuff. Showing only the old ones. Seriously, only the old ones because this one's not really so old. I mean, Acid, the publisher said all these ones. Out there, kinetic. Where are you, eh? All these people and all of that. Sheba song. See, a lot of other uh, publishers have come out there and are doing a lot of things. And we know Nigerian history in terms of comics has come a long way. And now we're doing awesome stuff. There's still a lot for us to do. And I think the things we're organizing right now might be the things to help us make those things happen now. Speaking of what we're organizing right now, 
Unicorn is coming. Yeah. Unicorn 2018, Lagos Law School, November 17th. I can hear that. Yeah. All right. So, I think before I ask you guys your questions for today, let's see what kind of guys are saying something here. Uh, is this Boromiro? Then Lufa joined Brian O'Brien says, Yeah, there were further comic books with word bubbles, they were mostly religious. And then, uh, is this comic joking? Uh, I can be only Which comic are you talking about? I didn't get you <laughs> about Isabella joined. Ah, babes, how you did? And then Ralph Adia says, Kudos, guys. Uh, we need to start from we need to start from prehistoric and pre dynastic times, then move into empires and kingdoms. We have too much to offer. Yes, my yes, brother, quite a lot of mysteries to tell, quite a lot of things to even Empire take into fantasy level of things. You know, empires that existed that we don't know anything about the North culture, the Indian culture, Yoruba, everything, the Daomians. Come on, quite a lot out there. An entire Fatunla says, You are sitting on collector's items. My brother, I know there are some of these comments I can't show you. I did it. Some of these things are involved right now. There are no things you can see in public, okay? So you think I rob me and it's sorry, it don't happen, all right? But I understand what you mean. So, guys, Unicorn is coming, it's set to be here, and um, the game is changing for the Nigerian comic book industry. What are we looking at from both your studios? So, let me hear about Linebox Studios, what you guys are looking at, uh, what are we expecting from you, what are you working on presently, and then what do we expect to see at Unicorn from you? Okay, well, um, Limebox Studios, we, uh, we have two titles that we are pushing. Um, I can't tell you too much about the two titles, but I'll tell you what they're about, basically. Uh, one is uh, Frontline. It's basically a story revolving around uh, its current uh, North Northern Brothers of North. And um, I realized that people have mixed feelings about soldiers. <laughs> and I've also realized that um, until you have one of them as family, hmm. you, you might know, not see things from the right perspective. You might not see things from, you understand, from their perspective. And um, I have a family member who was posted there for a while. Okay. And um, at some point I realized that I don't imagine what his siblings and his parents are thinking of while he's there. Every day. They hear, oh, they hear news of with bomb blast today, somebody was shot today, ambushed today, ambushed today, ambushed tomorrow. Okay. So I, I come up with a story that revolves around um, some special forces soldiers, like you special forces, like really, really cool ones. Seriously, cool I, I've seen them in action. Not, not what you see. They, they will show you. They will see these guys on news. You know, no, 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 no. They're not the ones that you know, see. Whatever, like that. But I was lucky enough to actually talk to one of them, and I gave him my story premise, and he said, "My story happens to me." Wow. wow. Yeah, my story actually happened to him. So I know that my story would I came up with it from fiction. When he read through actually it, he said, like, this, yeah, something like that actually happened to him. He was stuck in that kind of situation. Wow. And I for you, say yes, it happened, but he got out. So wow. you know, there's that, you know, and then our second story has to do with a little bit more of our mythical history. Alright. You know, set in Alaban Now, you know what I said earlier about what if the Portuguese got here first? Yeah. You know, so the story is based on an alternate um, history of Lagos. Okay. It's not Lagos. Okay. Like Lagos, yeah. Okay. Lagos. Uh, so um, we're, we're looking at a situation where um, the gods are they are among us, but we can't see them. Okay. And um, Chongo has his castle. He's still around, but now he wears suits and he attends conventions in Brazil. You know, so I mean, things are a little bit more modern now. You know, that, that sort of thing. I mean, like, you go but, with the times, come on. Yeah, you go with the times. Yeah, I mean, things are changing. People are plating hair, but you're not plating your wear suits. Plate your hair, you wear suits, you know. But basically, it's, it's a magical story, but it's not based on costumes and superheroes. It's still based on uh, deities. Uh, it's not primitive. It's, it's not telling. primitive, and it's telling. You know, okay. You know, so it brings you home to um, a character that's not a superhero, um, a bartender. Okay. You know, and then he has simple gift of being able to see What's everything for what it is. Okay. So, I mean, it's a bar, so he gets all kinds of things working in that pretends to be people. And then you remember people have that statement yes. about the bar. <laughs> you know, he clearly deals on that. You know, so yeah, that if you walk nice, you will see you things. Will see things. So the title of the book is for you. Hmm. It's basically translates to washing. Wash your face. Wash your eyes. You will yeah. see. You know, in your bar, I guess what they say in your bar, if you are, if somebody, you are somebody that wears you. 
That means you see you things see that no normal eyes can see. So we have two types today. There's wedge and there's front, front lines. lines. Okay, and we should expect to see them at Unicorn. Are they coming out of Unicorn? Yes, they're actually using Unicorn to launch. Yeah, okay. So that means there are two things we're looking at from you. Uh, just to be clear on that, you um, there's one uh, front line again, and then there's wedge, which is more historical fantasy of some sort. Yes. The twist on how things are supposed to be. Now, uh, with that, look at that, yeah. Mr. Comic Square, yes. what exactly does he hope to achieve and how does that bring to bear on the unicorn as a comic book, or even the Nigerian comic book industry as a whole? Like presently now, we are working on a guide in the history of comics in Nigeria. Okay. So we're trying to put out bringing uh, facts and figures about the history of Nigerian comics in Nigeria. And that's what we're working on. And we believe that uh, through Unicorn, that we expect to see collaboration. Okay. Uh, I don't understand. What do you mean by among that? Publishers. You understand? I mean? that if we, among comic publishers, <coughs> there will be emergence among the people uh, that will come and uh, in the Unicorn convention. Okay. So that's what. Uh, I, I guess if you're going to put together data about the Nigerian comic book industry, it will be important. For comic book publishers and the players in the industry yes. to actually partner with you to get these things out there because they will really want to provide that much data. Hold on a little bit. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, somebody said, okay. Uh, says, please, I am writing about the Kiriji War from Okidegui Angle. Let's work together. Meet me in camera. You have a point. That Kiriji War, when I read about oh. it. Woo! Oh yeah, the that, cannons. Those those were they got the best cannons. Oh, now those those were interesting times in Yoruba history. Eh? Yeah. Those are interesting times. That is an interesting topic and so you to think about. And I can tell you straight up, uh, there was this book by Reverend Samuel Johnson, the history of the Yoruba. That actually details aspects of that Kiriji war and then the entirety of things that happened in the Yoruba kingdom from the moment uh, the British entered and uh, their first um, uh, church mission. Uh, society was posted to Yuba land to independence. This guy wrote everything out there, and then he happened to actually have been alive during that period. He was a teenager when he was posted to this area, so he was actually inside the war. Whoa. In fact, at some point, he was declared wanted by kings from two Yoruba kingdoms <laughs> because they felt he was giving information to the other side oh, as, as a missionary. Yeah. He could travel across, across the, the, the kingdom. Point, yeah. So he, one of them was besides suspecting his information giving up and all that. So, I mean, that's a, a good topic in there. And there's information and education out there for the children and for anybody else willing. Uh, uh, Tanya Fatina says, well done, good discussion. Smilex Ekemero says, thumbs up to you too, bro. And then Tony Lakwaya Akibo says, Sukami's drawing about Nigerian soldiers gave a deeper insight into the lives of Nigerian soldiers that was even discussed with British friends here in the UK. So yes, you guys could mold and present history from different uh, people's perspectives and you'll be surprised how far the reach is. Okay? Um, okay, let's see, so we watch out for certain things. Chinwe or Anele, Chinwe is tuning in. Okay, we're almost at the end of the show. We're practically towards that end out there, guys. I wish we could continue this, but there will be a lot more. Don't be surprised if these two guys show up before Unicorn happens again. Okay? Sorry we couldn't do Instagram today, but we'll definitely get Instagram back on the next time we show up. So, um, looking out for things, if you're just joining us now like Chinwe did, you can go back and watch the entire video on my page after the show is no, over. Chinwe, you're just tuning in now. Eh? It's 6 o'clock. Hey, this is not my fight. But anyway, thanks for tuning in, Chingwe. Yeah, it's always wonderful having you on the show. So um, you can also uh, download the podcast on anchor.fm from tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, this episode and past episodes will be available on www.anchor.fm. We're working on other uh, platforms to get the videos and audio on. You will get that soonest. Um, we're still putting together touches on www.uzibox.com. Dot com. Not all our episodes are there yet, but we're getting up to that. So, guys, last words for our viewers out there. I want to go first. All you guys are for me, president and vice president. Yeah, if I, you go first. Okay. Let's emerge. Unicorn. Okay. So, that's it. It's going to be emerging at the unicorn. I think a lot of other people are going to be emerging at the unicorn. We expect unicorn to actually be awesome. 
don't try to miss it, guys. It's going to be an experience. I can assure you of that. I, I have inside that information. So, you just got me last one in there. All right, well, you know what? Um, Ibrahim said already, um, if, you, if you didn't know about Unicorn before, you need to be there. You know, things are happening now. I mean, there was a time, I didn't comic books, you can only print. But now, thanks to the internet, a lot is going on with the comic book industry. Like I yeah. say, right now, it's probably the best time to take interest in it. Either you're a comic lover, um, one, you're in it for business, and in it for entertainment. This is the best time. This is the best time. Okay. The talents that are out there right now crazy. It's yeah. depressing also. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you, my friend. I don't get depressed. Get inspired. Let's get this comic game up a night. Let's raise the roof over you guys. So I'll see you guys next week. Until that time, remember, you can always, always, always never stop co-create or oh, die trying. Try. Always do that, guys. See you guys next week. Bye-bye.